Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. The question is asked from Hebrews 2 and verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by those who heard Him? What a fantastic question, dear friends. How shall we escape? Well, the answer is, we will not escape the great salvation of God. Let's pause and say a thank you to our J. Webb for his kind introductions. And Jay will be back with us momentarily. We have a free Bible track, a special free booklet we would love to send you, a free Bible study course by mail, and we'll tell you a little bit about the International Gospel Hour on social media. All of that is ahead today, and our Jay Webb will be back throughout the broadcast to share those with you. And a greeting to all of you. I cannot express to you how honored we are each and every time you join us here on our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. For 87 years, we've been on the air somewhere, somehow, and to that we give God the glory. If you are new of listening to us, thank you and let us know that you're a new listener. Send us a message through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Just go to the contact tab and let us know that you've heard us for the first time let us know where you are hearing us from and the station and the location and all. We'd love to hear from you. We have been talking about the salvation of God. We have engaged in a number of programs, and we've had a number of studies where we've noted things of necessity concerning God's salvation of man. For example, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the gospel message, grace, faith, repentance, and baptism. We've also looked at some things that the salvation of God does not claim. It is not based on the sinner's prayer, nor based on faith only or faith alone. It is not found in just any church nor denomination. It's not based on any kind of baptism. So today, dear friends, we want to conclude with this series of the salvation of God as we discuss various reactions to God's truth how people respond to the salvation of God, and how they respond to the truth. I am indebted for an old lesson under this title, Reactions to God's Truth. It is in what we would call a sheet form. That is, preachers of many days gone by would have their PowerPoint, if you will, by putting lessons on bed sheets and would hang them up and preach from them just like a large chart. Dear friends, those sheets, if you will, still preach today. They are easy to convert for PowerPoint teaching as well. So today I want to go back and take a look at a sermon of days gone by called Reactions to God's Truth as we consider our final study on the salvation of God. 
And we wish always on the International Gospel Hour to go back to the Bible for our studies. After all, dear friends, something may be wrong in this world, but the Bible is right. And with that said, here is the information for the free track, the free booklet we would love to send you for your reading pleasure and study. And here is our J-Web with the details. Friends, we can look at this world and no doubt something is wrong. But did you know the Bible is right? We have a special free booklet we'd like to send you called Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. It is an exceptional study that clears away a lot of the confusion in the religious world and lets us see that the Bible is always right. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Bible Tract. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And please leave your name, address, and just say, Bible Tract. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Bible Tract in the message box. Another free offer of study from your friends here at International Gospel Hour. Now, back to our study. As we have discussed the salvation of God, let me ask a question. What is your reaction to the truth, dear friend? You know, our reaction should be responding to God and His will, to respond in accordance with the Word of God. His word will not pass away. We note that from Matthew 24, verse 35. And his word will judge mankind, according to John 12, and verse 48, when Jesus said, He that rejects me and receives not my words has one that will judge him. The word that I have spoken, the same will judge him in the last day. The word of God, the truth, we need to understand, and our reaction to the truth should be responding to what God desires. I submit to you that we should react to obedience. And understand from Matthew 7 and verse 21 that Jesus said, Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. So if I'm going to be obedient, I need to do the will of the Father. In Hebrews 5, verses 8 and 9, the Bible says, Though he was a son... Yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered, and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. We need to obey God and Jesus Christ according to his word. I submit to you that we should react to the church and note the church that Jesus promised to build in Matthew 16 and verse 18. When he looked upon Peter, after Peter told him that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God, he said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And then in verse 18 of Matthew 16, And I say also unto thee that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church was not built upon Peter, who was a mere man, whom, some time after that, would deny Jesus Christ and go out and weep bitterly. Nor should we see the church is built upon Peter 
as the first head of the church, or, if you will, the first pope. But rather, Peter's confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that is what the church is built upon. For in Ephesians 4 and verse 4, we note that the church is one body. And earlier in Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, God put all things under the feet of Christ and gave Him to be the head over all things to the church, which is His body. And Ephesians 5 and verse 23, we understand that as the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and He is the Savior of the body. So I must make certain that I am in the church of Christ the church that He promised to build, the church that belongs to Him. That's how I should react to the church. Dear friends, in a previous study, how should we react to baptism? Well, we noted in a previous study of the one baptism of Ephesians 4 and verse 4 is the baptism after the resurrection of Christ. For we are planted together in the likeness of His death. We'll also be likeness, or be in the likeness of His resurrection Romans 6 and verse 5. We should react to the words of Christ when He said in Mark 16, 16, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. And we cannot miss from 1 Peter 3 and verse 21, where Peter spoke of the like figure whereunto, Baptism doth now also save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but as the answer of a good conscience toward God. How should we react to worship? How about the words of Jesus in John 4, 23 and 24, when he told that sweet woman at the well that the true worshipers would worship the Father in spirit and in truth? And then he would say, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Spirit is the right attitude of which we come unto God, and truth is the right guideline. Dear friends, today, has not worship become more, in many ways, of a sideshow or an entertainment matter, to where it is what is done for us and how we walk away feeling so good, but worship is a word that means a word of action. It is a verb, and our worship is to be offered unto God, and when you think about it, He is the audience of whom we should please. We should react to marriage according to the words of Jesus in Matthew 5.32. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except for fornication causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Jesus has affirmed as much in Matthew 19.3-9. He goes back to Adam and Eve, and he speaks of a man and a woman, whereas marriage defined biblically as one man and one woman for life. That's how we should react to marriage, because that is the truth spoken of marriage. We should react to godliness. In 1 John 2, beginning with verse 15, the Bible says, To love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. And if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away. It's passing away, dear friends, and the lust thereof. But he that, watch it again, does the will of God abides forever. 
And we understand from James 4 and verse 4 that friendship with the world is an ill will with God. We want to be godly in our behavior. Now, to elaborate a little bit on the world, he's not speaking there of the dust of the earth or the physical world. He is not talking about mankind in general. After all, we have to communicate with individuals, but to make certain that we are not living in an ungodly way. Our reaction to the truth should exactly be what the truth says to do, that is, God's Word. And, dear friends, we need to accept God's Word and obey His will. In a moment, we are going to consider some negative reactions to God's truth that we should avoid, and maybe, in many of our cases, we need to overcome. But first, would you like to respond to God's truth through our home Bible study that's absolutely free? doesn't cost you a thing, and you're under no obligation to do it all. Try it, see what you think, and we will gladly work with you. Here is our J-Webb with more information about our home Bible study offered by International Gospel Hour. Your friends at the International Gospel Hour are offering absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. You may study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. Feel free to give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. Let's talk about reactions to the truth that we are to avoid and reject. You see, when we react to the truth, we should respond. But let's reject reactions to avoid. Let us reject the things that would turn us away from God. Let's think about some of these. First of all, do not oppose the truth. Don't look at the teaching of the Word of God and oppose it. Come back with arguments to refuse to obey. In Acts 4, verses 13 through 18, we know there were those that opposed Christ even when the man at the gate in chapter 3 was standing there healed. They still opposed Christ. They told them not to speak in His name. They beat them, and they turned right around, that is, Peter and John, and went back and preached Christ. There were individuals that turned to Christ when they saw what happened to that lame man at the gate. It is amazing, dear friends, there were those that opposed the teaching of Christ. Imagine the hope that would have given to so many, and the man is healed standing there in front of them. Absolutely amazing. Later in Acts, the 13th chapter, verses 6-8, through 8, there was an individual by the name of Elimus. He sought to turn others away was very critical of the work that Paul and Barnabas were about. He was stricken blind to where he was walking around trying to find someone who could lead him. Now, dear friends, today individuals will not be stricken blind if they reject the truth of God. 
But when we oppose the truth, we will follow error. When we oppose the truth, we will follow what is wrong. When you reject truth, you have no other choice. Dear friend, do not oppose the truth. Number two, do not become angry and hate the truth. There are times individuals will respond to broadcasts such as ours with anger, and they wish to tell you exactly how they feel about something. Well, we appreciate to hear from everyone, but I must be honest, I'd rather hear from someone who wants to make their argument or point and then let us engage and seek out the truth and what God's Word has to say about it. And to be very honest, folks, I could probably count on one hand in the time that I have been here that we've had an angry response from someone. We're grateful for responses that you know may disagree because then we have a chance to search and understand. But don't become angry and hate the truth. In Exodus 16, we see that anger and hate began with the murmurings among the children of Israel. Did that murmuring get them anywhere? Well, not hardly, dear friends, not at all. And you know, in 2 Kings 5, Naaman became angry when he was told to dip seven times in the river Jordan. He could have been as angry as he wanted to be, but he will still stand there with leprosy, And when that servant looked at him and said, If you would have been asked to do some great thing, would you not have done it? Then what is as simple as, Go dip seven times in the river Jordan. When his anger subsided and he responded to the truth, then he did what he needed to do. We can be angry with the truth and still be lost. So don't become angry and hate the truth. I think of the words of Paul in Galatians 4 when he says, Am I therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. Do not become indifferent and ignore God's truth. You know, the foolish man in Matthew 7, 26 and 27 ignored the sayings of God. For Jesus said, Whosoever hears these sayings of mine... And does them not. So the individual hears what Jesus says and just says, I'm not going to do it, and just ignore it and become indifferent. Jesus said, I'm going to liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon the sand. Now that man knew better when you look at the context of it. For when the storms came, it crashed his house, and great was its fall. Where did he get the foolish man? With a house that crashed. Jesus elaborated on these individuals from Matthew thirteen fifteen when he said, For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Dear friends, we can ignore the truth and walk away, but the truth is still there. We can ignore the will of God, become indifferent to it, but God's will, the truth, is still there. Dear friend, do not ignore God's will. Here's a fourth reaction to reject. Do not decline. Oh, how sad to have truth and obedience right there, waiting on one's heart and commitment, and we walk away. Remember the rich young man, the young ruler in Matthew 19, 22? 
You know, when you study that account in Matthew and Mark and Luke, it's interesting to put all of the Gospels together and to see how that conversation went about. You know, Jesus beheld that young man and loved him. That young man truly impressed Jesus. But as we look at all the gospel accounts of this certain account, the young man continued to grow more and more sad. He walked away. He was not willing to give up. He wanted to pay the price, but he wasn't willing to spend the cost. He wasn't willing to do what he needed to do, and the Bible said he walked away sorrowful and increasing sorrow, for he had great possessions. He was not willing to give up those possessions for Christ. How about Agrippa in Acts twenty six twenty eight? King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you believe. And Agrippa told him, almost, you persuade me to be a Christian, and The Bible goes on to say that Agrippa would call for Paul. But Agrippa, to our knowledge and according to secular history, never obeyed the gospel of Christ. You know, we sing a hymn from time to time in worship titled, Almost Persuaded. And I cannot help but to think of the words of Agrippa, Almost you persuade me to be a Christian. Do not decline, dear friends. Do not decline from what we need to do. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 2 reminds us that now is the appointed time, and now is the day of salvation. With that being said, here is a fifth reaction to reject. Do not delay. In Acts 24 and verse 25, as Paul was talking to the ruler Felix, when Paul was reasoning about righteous and self-control and judgment to come, Felix said, Go for now. When I have a more convenient season, I'll call for you. History tells us that Felix never obeyed the gospel of Christ, and to this day he is waiting for his sentence in eternity in hell away from God. Dear friends, do not delay. I've known individuals that want to put off, that I don't know enough. Well, when we know what we need to do to obey the gospel, then we know enough. Do not delay. Again, today is the day of salvation. Dear friends, all of these we need to avoid. For the reactions in rejection all have the same result. We will be lost. But there is one good response that is there. And we're going to look at that one in a moment. But first, our J-Web and our social media at International Gospel Hour. Why not follow the International Gospel Hour on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply type International Gospel Hour into the search engine, and you can like and follow our pages to keep up with the latest news and efforts of our labors, of which you are a part as a listener and a supporter. We would love to have you as a follower on social media. And now, back to Jeff. Dear friends, the best reaction to the truth of God and the salvation of God gladly accept it. It's the best thing we will find, and it will save our souls. You know, that's what they did on the day of Pentecost. In Acts 2 and verse 38, when Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 and verse 41 said, Them that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. How about the eunuch? Did he not gladly accept the teaching of Christ as he was in that chariot with Philip? In Acts chapter 8, verses 30 through 38, we learn of this great account to where, as they're going along, they come upon some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He commanded the chariot to stop. They went down into the water, and Philip baptized the eunuch. The best reaction, gladly accept. Was not Cornelius excited when Peter walked into his house? So excited, Cornelius fell to the floor and knelt before Peter. And Peter told him in Acts 10, Stand up. I myself am also a man. Here is why I am here. And the household of Cornelius heard the gospel message. And the Holy Spirit came upon them, just like it did the apostles on the day of Pentecost, that the Gentiles could understand the will of the Father. And Peter looked at them and said, Can these resist baptism, who have heard the gospel, or who have received the Spirit the same as we, or now you understand the words that are taught? The Bible says Cornelius and his household were baptized. They gladly accepted what they were to do. How about, dear friends, let's gladly accept what we are studying and search the Scriptures as those did in Berea, more noble than those in Thessalonica, more fair-minded. They received the Word with readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. Dear friends, we will part from you today asking you to search the Scriptures on the things that we have discussed today, and anything we study at the International Gospel Hour, please take the Bible and the Bible alone and search the Scriptures, and know we will help you in that journey. Reach out to us at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and let us hear from you. Dear friends, the best reaction to God's truth and the salvation of man gladly accept. Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. Until next time, friends, I'm Jeff Archie, and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh!